You know, we can do all things through Jesus Christ, whose strength comes from him. Now, that's important to remember that we understand we can do all things if we submit to him. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hemp. And I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV. Glad that you decided to join us. It is a great day. And we're going to talk about that in Philippians chapter 4 in about five minutes time. Right now, Ryan is here. Ryan, what's going on? All right, well, today I'm looking into the history of the tribe of Benjamin. You know, a lot of famous biblical figures came from this tribe, and most notably, Paul the Apostle. Look forward to that. It's going to be very interesting. And Janice? Yes, for three more programs, I'm going to be sharing my segment time with a very special guest, my sister-in-law, Robin, Rod's older sister, and she's going to be joining us again today. All right, very good. Uh, we'll talk about that, and it's going to be good to see Robin again. All right, let's get our Bibles out and turn to the passage, and let's listen to what God says. Philippians 4, 10 through 23. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, to our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 23. Philippians 3 and 4, that's what we read today as we continue our journey through the Bible. That's the world's best-selling book, and it is something. But let me ask you a question. What does it mean to be content? Think about it. What does that mean, to be content? In today's world, most people would comment that we need to have as much as we want. But there's a difference between having what we need and having what we want. If you think about it, our real needs are clothing, food, water, medication, and a place to live. 
Our needs seem to have changed a lot in the last 80 years, don't you think? Well, Paul the Apostle writes to the Philippian believers that he's able to have and to not have, that he has learned how to live with much and to live with little. In fact, Paul actually says, and I'll quote him, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. Now, what does all things mean? As believers, we should read the Bible and assess between what we have and what we need. There is a big difference. Being content is a godly form of self-sufficiency that grows from our trust in Christ or trust in God. Trust in the Lord. In God we trust. On our dollar bills. On our coins. Very interesting, isn't it? On the American bill. It's been there for years. Think about it. Do we trust in the Lord? Really? Well, take your Bible guide. Turn to today's passage as we look at Philippians 4. We're going to talk about to have or not to have. We're going to talk about a lot of things that we think we need when we really don't need them. So I want to tell you that if you don't have your Bible guide, call us or write to us and we'll send you one. Uh, if you go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com and click on the Bible guide, it'll take you to a page. Thank you for your donations, by the way. Really appreciate them. And uh, it'll take you to a page where you can download it. Just like we printed it. So that's good. But let's pray and ask the Lord to teach us what this all means. Father, today we pray that you would help us. Now, we have all these ideas in our head from commercials and all kinds of different things taking place. But we need to hear from your word. What does your word say to our hearts? Help us to hear that and help us to read it and help us to heed it. In the name of Jesus Christ, and we all said together, amen. All right, Philippians chapter 4. This is a great chapter. I love this chapter. It says, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. Paul's talking to the people about what he's done. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Whatever state that is. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What a statement. Boy, that's incredible. You see, Paul says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We should pray for our needs and not the needs of, and, and the needs of others rather, and not our wants. We should pray for our needs and the needs of others, not our wants. I remember somebody said to me once, well, you know, God isn't true because he said that you'll have everything you need. And I prayed for this thing and, and I never got it. And, and I said, well, what, what, you know, what, what, what did you need? He said, well, I did. 
I, I needed my 50-inch television set. Really? Really? Needs are very important for us to live and exist. And let me tell you something. If you need a television set to fulfill what God's called you to do, he'll make one available for you. But if you need one just to watch fun stuff, I don't know that that's a need. So think about what you have. Think about what you need. Boy, God is good, isn't he? All right, Philippians chapter 4, verse 14. Nevertheless, you have done well that you share in my distress. Now, Philippians, know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Now, Paul says that the Philippian church learned how to give. What a great church. And we see this. We should be people who know how to share and give to God at all times. Not just when we can. Not just when we want to. But at all times. That's why I say we must learn how to pray for our needs and the needs of others, not our wants. Beloved, we need to make sure that we are giving according to what the Lord says in the New Testament. If we follow Jesus Christ, we will, do, we will do what pleases him. And what pleases him is that his work is supported here. Bottom line, I don't know what that means to you. I know what it means to me. And I've got to work to make that happen in my life. Whether giving volunteer time or giving money or whatever it is, we need to make sure that we fulfill that. All right, let's go back to Philippians 4, verse 16. And here is what it says. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Interesting. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Ephroditus, the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. A lot of people quote that verse out of context. Verse 20. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Great Every saint, or greet every saint in Christ Jesus, the brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. To the point, when we give to God, it meets the needs of his servants, and God is pleased. <laughs> you know, giving is a part of worship to the Lord, beloved. I mean, it is. Giving to your church, that's a tithe that's very important. Giving to any ministry, this ministry, other ministries that, that dedicate themselves to the teaching and the work of Jesus Christ as Lord. That's important, beloved. Keep that in mind. And so, Father, today we pray that you would teach us your ways and show us your paths and how we spend our money and what we do with it, Lord. Help us to do the things that please you and not simply feed our own desires. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Hi, Rod Hembry. We go through the Bible in one year. It's exciting. It's great. And you can join us by searching Bible Discovery TV on your phone. That's right, on your phone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And when you do so, you'll find the app. You can download the app and watch it anytime you want. Never miss a program right here on Bible Discovery TV. We'll see you there. Welcome back to the program. Today's reading is Philippians chapters 3 and 4, and if there was ever a question regarding Paul's heritage, Philippians chapter 3 verse 5 makes it clear. In this verse, Paul describes himself as a Hebrew of Hebrews, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. Now, he also mentioned that he was a Benjamite back in Romans chapter 11. And this tribe he was from has a really interesting history. And there are other well-known biblical figures who were also from this tribe. So what I want to do today is to do a background study on this particular tribe of Israel. And to do that, we have to go all the way back to Genesis. So let's go. Though the birthing Rachel in her dying breath named her newborn son Benoni, meaning son of my sorrow, his father Jacob renamed him Benjamin, meaning son of my right hand. He was the youngest of Jacob's 12 sons and, like his brothers, became the father of the Israelite tribe bearing his name. In fact, it would be several years later when his father Jacob, now on his deathbed, proclaimed upon his sons the customary blessing. Though this was much more than the typical patriarchal blessing, it was a prophecy that would develop over the course of the history of the 12 tribes. Benjamin is no exception. In Genesis chapter 49, verse 27, Jacob declares, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. The emphasis on Benjamin is his warlike character, and the tribe of Benjamin fulfilled Jacob's prophecy by becoming extremely skilled warriors. In fact, says one historian, they were skilled archers and slingers, said to be able to shoot at a hare and never miss. They also trained their warriors to be ambidextrous in combat, and in fact, biblical accounts have a few stories of Benjamite warriors catching an opponent off guard by fighting with their left hands. The Benjamite warriors were indeed as fierce as ravenous wolves and adopted that animal as the symbol of their tribe. The tribe of Benjamin did in fact produce some rather famous warriors, such as the judge Ehud, a left-handed man, as well as the very first king of the Jews, Saul, and his son Jonathan, who was a courageous military commander. Both Mordecai and Esther were Benjamites, as well as Paul the Apostle. Unfortunately, just as Jacob predicted, the Benjamites could also be ruthless, vicious, and cruel, as can be seen in the closing chapters of the Book of Judges. After Benjamites in the town of Gibeah rape a Levite's concubine, the tribe is nearly wiped out by the eleven other tribes. Hence, King Saul's later statement that the tribe of Benjamin was smallest of the tribes was quite true. Nevertheless, a close alliance was formed between this tribe and that of Judah in the time of David, which continued after his death. After the exile, these two tribes formed the great body of the Jewish nation. And Benjamin's strong relationship with his brothers, Joseph and Judah, was also maintained by their tribes. So there you have it, a brief history of the tribe of Benjamin, but a history which exactly reflects the prophecy given by the patriarch Jacob, all the way back in Genesis chapter 49. Clearly, Jacob was prophesying through the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah, you know, that's important to remember. You mentioned Genesis 49. 
uh, that is so effective in mm -hmm. looking at the future of the Bible yeah. when we go back and study that. And that's one of the things we learn going through the Bible. So it's very, very yeah. important. There are lots of important prophecies in that chapter. I yeah. tell you what. It, it, see, the, the, the prophecies in the Bible are not necessarily about our future. Most of them are about all of time. And that's how God sees it. He's removed from time. And so he sees time. Time is like a ball in front of him, like a sphere in front of him. He can see all aspects of it. So that becomes very important. I ask mm -hmm. people, if you are eternal, you're a Christian, if you're eternal, then how do you put that in your day timer? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. I mean, how do you think about that? How do you do that? You say you have an appointment. How do you have an appointment when you don't have time? You know, so it's like, it's a really your brain starts to cramp up on you and all that because of this way we think. Yeah, we're time based here on Earth. We are. Yeah. But God is has removed time uh, from us when we uh, die in the body. He takes our spirit out and we are with him. And so that becomes very important. Anyway, uh, Janice. Well, joining us today all the way from Arizona via Zoom is Rod's sister, Robin. And Robin, it has been great having you on the last few days. We were gonna, you're going to be joining us again for the last uh, two more days. And uh, we've heard lots. What has been really nice for me to, to listen to the reminiscing about is how that for both you and Rod, you were really brought up loving the Word of God. And that's something that has stayed with the both of you and has transferred, that same love and passion has transferred into your children and into our children as well. What a, what a great heritage. Uh, but, but God's word has really been transforming and continues to transform. And I, I think, Robin, uh, your kids, uh, they all love the Lord and all of that. And uh, it is amazing. But yesterday we talked about Eugene and Robin, your husband, who is awesome. He's on our board. Uh, in the U.S., and he is just an awesome guy, Eugene. And uh, we talked about Eugene and Robin.com. What is that about? What are you doing on Sundays? Well, we do we do a live stream Bible discussion for well about a half hour ish uh, every Sunday morning um, here from our my office in Arizona, uh, my home office, and we just he and I get together and it's, you know, we just discuss the word of God and what it means, what's going on in its, in the context. And then how, you know, lifting it out and applying it to your, your own life and where you are with what you have and just practical, the practical wisdom and, and life that comes from the word of God. And it's my desire to inspire people to fall in love with the word of God. Like I've fallen in love with the word of God. I can't imagine anyone not wanting to read it. I do know that it's a daunting task at first. When you, If you're not in the habit of reading it, you look at it and you're like, mm, and you can get into it and a few days down the road think, wow, this is too hard. But stick with it because it, you are developing a relationship with the living word of God. And I really desire to inspire people to fall in love with it. And you do that at 10 o'clock Arizona time on Sunday morning, which is one o'clock Eastern time in the United States of America. So that means it's six o'clock uh, in the UK time. So six in the evening. So that's really important to remember. And you have people from everywhere, don't you? Mm -hmm. They join us live stream or via the replays because we do put the replays on our website and you can uh, access the replays also on my YouTube channel. Uh, we put the replays because not everybody can watch it. 
live. We just like to continue to do it live because the people who do join us um, on, on YouTube can chat during the, the live stream and contribute. Yeah, and that's really important. And uh, just wanted to let everybody know that. Now, they one of the ways that they can do that is they can go to YouTube on Sunday and they mm-hmm. can watch you. And would they just search Robin or would they just search, search my name? My channel's under my name, Robin, R-O-B-I-N, like the bird, high school, H-E-I-S-K-E-L-L. And they'll find it and you'll be streaming live. And that is great. And the older programs are the ones you've done before. They're also on YouTube, aren't they? Some of them, yes. Wow. But if you really want to get the programs, the, the older programs, uh, what you need to do, you can check it out right now at uh, eugeneandrobin.com. Eugene, spell it for us, Robin. E-U-G-E-N-E-A-N-D-R-O-B-I-N. No, all lowercase, no spaces, dot com. All right. So eugeneandrobin.com. If you go there, you can also see some of the uh, uh, programs that they did the last week and the week before and so on and so forth. So that's very good. Robin, let me ask you a question. You said one of your favorite passages is Psalm 103, and I'm fascinated by that. I'm going to read from the New King James Version a couple of verses here, and I would like you to comment on it. What do you think? The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He is slow to anger and abounding in mercy. What's your commentary on that? Wow. Um, What I've been learning lately is we really do need to leave justice up to God because man's justice only causes more problems. (laughs) It's not really justice because we don't have the right perspective. Um, God is both merciful and just. And so even though there are times where it seems like people are getting away with their stuff and we we want we desire justice, you know, we have to leave it to God because he's the one who has the full perspective, the full picture. We don't understand it. And so we it's a matter of trust, um, allowing God to work justice. And allowing him to work the situation out and have mercy on those he'll have mercy on and be, you know, and be just to those who need it now or whenever. Allowing his timing to work is really a matter of our trust saying it's God's way, not my way. And that is goes all the way back to Genesis one. And it really is the, the basic choice that man made in the garden that got us in the mess to begin with was we decided to take matters into our own hands and decide for ourselves what was right and wrong. And so that to me, I've had to learn to leave justice up to God and trust that he will take care of things and all things will work together for good. And for those who are called and mercy, God is merciful. And that's a good thing. Just because you see him having mercy on somebody you don't think deserves it. Remember, he had mercy on you when you didn't deserve it. I think it's really important to hear that. And, uh, and, and I'll ask you, Robin, this question. Has there ever been a time in your life? I know there has. But what, what's one time in your life when you wanted to go, I'm going to get that person. But you had to leave it to God. Um, do you want me to talk about when we were young? Spoken like a true sister. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But anyway, no. it's, it's when, when is a time when, when it's been hard for you? And, and I, I tell you, I, 
I watch the news and I see individuals who are claiming that somebody did something 30 years ago or said something 30 years ago and they want justice, 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 and they just slam them and slam them. And, and everybody sees that as good, but that that's not necessarily going to get justice because as you said, being just, God being just involves his mercy. And right. I, I don't see that. It's Micah 6 8. You know, uh, I've got a plaque behind me. <laughs> you know, do, do justice, love mercy, you know, walk humbly with your God. And that last part of Micah 6 8 is vitally important. Justice is a part of who we are as, as uh, the image of God, as children of God, but it has to be within walking humbly in his word and being teachable and walking the way that he wants us to walk. And it is hard. I, there's been a couple of times lately where um, it just seems like this needs to happen in this way. And the, I have, I have sometimes reluctantly gone to the spirit and said, what do you want me to do? How do I do this? And he said, just wait on me. And it's hard to wait on him, but just trust that God will, he is just, he can't go against his, character. He is just and justice will be worked. Um, but be grateful that he's merciful. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, the mercy of God is there every day and, and his mercies are new in the morning and, you know, grace, grace, God's grace, grace that can pardon every sin. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these lyrics from these uh, older songs are just amazing and stunning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Those are messages that we read from the scripture and that we see. Robin, tomorrow on the next program, we'll further talk about this uh, uh, Psalm chapter 103. It's a great Psalm. And uh, dad taught us both Psalm 23, but uh, Psalm 103 is awesome. So uh, we'll do that on the next program. So make sure that you make time to join us right now. Let's get back to the program and focus on the people who've written into us desiring prayer. And we put their prayer needs up so that you can pray and that we can pray together for them. Remember that we have a prayer meeting live on Facebook, YouTube, and Bible Discovery TV, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 3.30. Join us and we'll pray for you about an hour every time that's Eastern time in the United States of America. But today we need to continue to pray. Let's pray this way. Lord, thank you for giving me the opportunity to grow and to give to the work which you have put in place. Thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.